Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Tech Uncensored. My name's Nick, and this is Tech News. Do I say backwards and forwards all the time? Probably do. Alright, first up in the stories is from a tweet built into an article with many tweets, and this is good. So I made this top article of my day. It's nothing too real, but uh, it's from Will Purse at Rombulo on Twitter. And uh, he just tells a quick little story. And it starts with the phrase, you know how HTTP GET requests are meant to be idempotent, which means, you know, having the same result every time. Uh, well, do I have a story for you. A while back, I added Wi-Fi control to our garage doors with little Wemo D1s. And um, those are just little on-off switches, the Wemos. Anyway, he goes on to tell a story about how he could get different results by using a simple web page endpoint. Uh, I'll leave the story for you guys to read, but I'm sure it, it, there were side effects with it. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm guessing he used the word idempotent a little too strongly there. Um, but either way, read it. It's a great, I love when people do slick shit like this. Um, but it's all in the form of a tweet. It's on Hacker News. I'm going to leave the tweet, actually, in the article for you guys to check out. Um, and again, I, I want to do a quick heads up, because I was thinking, I read comments... Uh, for a lot of the articles I read, where sometimes you can get uh, a different outcome, okay, or just a matter of opinion that kind of, you know, showcases a different light as to what is going on. And I don't, I don't put those comments into this because I'm showing you the articles. If you want to go in and read more about it, you can, but that that's just not how I roll. Um, and it's not for a matter of reporting, you know, fake news or shit like that. But this, this is just what's out there. I'm just documenting, guys. Uh, you know, like, I, I, was, I, I don't want to go in. Just, just because I was reading over the replies to the tweets from this where people were getting uh, a little deep into uh, how we should have worded the store and shit like that. And it's just like, I'm, just, I'm just, just reporting the news. I'm not trying to make it fake, guys. All right, on to the next one. This one's from uh, <clears throat> Technology Review, uh, MIT. And it is, computer scientists have found the longest straight line that you could travel on water without hitting land. Now, I put this one up here. It's it's math. It's, you know, it's algorithm-based, actually. Fuck that. But it, it's cool because who hasn't thought about this subconsciously? Like, how far could I go on land or water? They do have the uh, uh, thing on here. I'm, I'm going to read it real quick. But they do have thing. Uh, the longest straightest line you can travel with a you know on water without hitting land. Also, the longest point on land without hitting water. So the longest point is it begins in San Mayini, which is Balashtin. I'm fucking. I'm sorry, guys. And that's in Pakistan. Passes between Africa and Madagascar, then between Antarctica and Tierra del Fuego in South America. And ends in Karagni oh man, Karaginsky District, and that's in Kamchatka Krai in Russia. Uh, the longest point is thirty-two thousand eighty-nine point seven kilometers long, which is crazy. And even says in here, this pass is visually the same one is found in the Kepler Milnos, thus proving his sick assertion. Um. This was written by Chub, uh, Chubb and or not written by. I'm not even gonna throw names out. I'm gonna put the article out there. I do give credit to TechnologyReview.com. Uh, the longest path, real quick, over land runs from Xinjiang, Fujian in China, weaves through Mongolia, Kazakhstan, and Russia, and finally reaches Europe to finish near Sagres in Portugal. 
the total route passes through 15 countries and is over 11,241.1 kilometers long. Not over. Well, yeah, it's over. Yeah. Um, so the question is, who will be the first to make these journeys? When and how? And why? Why not why? Well, because I can. Yeah, it sounds like some rich man shit. And also, this shows you how much I've traveled in my life. Definitely stayed stateside. <laughs> uh... Not by choice, by poverty. But, uh, I don't know. Cool article. I'm going to put it in the notes, of course, and uh, you can check it out there. Next up, Salsify. This is from Stanford.edu. And uh, Salsify is a new design for real-time internet video that jointly controls a video codec and a network transport protocol. I'm putting it in notes because it's Stanford. They're shit's boss. And um, you can get the code, news release, and uh, the research paper. And they got a YouTube video on their site and everything. I'm going to show that in the uh, show notes. Well, I thought that was cool as shit. Um, I don't know. Just a heads up on that. Uh, next up in the news is from Bloomsburg Law at news.bloomsburglaw.com. And this post is... California Supreme, okay, Supreme Court, California Supreme Court transforms test for who is considered an employee. Now, it used to be that employee in, we'll just keep this in California, went through like a dozen different standards of what was considered an employee. And that's how contract would be uh, set up uh, for like contract employees and stuff like that following certain guidelines. Well, starting now... <laughs> They turned it over to the, uh, what a lot of states do is called ABC test. And it just follows a basic set of protocols, which is not as uh, in-depth as what California state law usually deemed, you know, what an employee was. I know, that sounds really around the circle. I didn't get it. I read the article, but I didn't I didn't follow it too much. But I just thought it was pretty important, especially for people in California that are listening. No one's listening, Nick. And I just wanted to uh, shoot this out there and... You know, it's going to be in the show notes, so big things happen out in California. Alright, next up, <clears throat> we got <clears throat> boingboing.net. In just seven months, the U.S. public domain will get its first infusion since 1998. Now, there are a set of rules when you have private stuff like songs, articles, books, okay? You have to renew the, you know, restrictions for being in a public domain where people can just use them freely, right? Where you charge royalties and stuff like that. Um... Well, since 1922, let's say, you know, you do 28 years of, you know, it's yours, and then you'd have to renew for another 28 and so on. And you'd just build up that, those credits towards, you know, people using your stuff, and they'd have to pay fees on it and stuff. Or, if you didn't renew it, it became public domain, which means it would be public record where people could use it freely. Now, a lot of artists, a lot of authors, you know, people have passed away, they didn't get to renew it, um... Or the stuff just wasn't good, right? Um, so they didn't renew it. And now all this stuff, you know, didn't sell a lot of books, whatever. Um, so now all this stuff is going to get infused into public domain and people are going to be able to use it freely. Now, take what you want from it. I think it's a good thing. I mean, it, you can't just let some people off and some people not. If there's certain restrictions that apply and certain protocols that need to be followed, you got to follow them. Now, if your shit wasn't good and you're still getting paid for it from some people, but you didn't pay or do whatever restrictions you had to do to get it uh, renewed for not to be public domain, that sucks. But 
That's like, you know, what's the old Adam for law? You know, you can be ignorant of the law, but it, it's still going to work. You can't, ah, oh, I didn't know I couldn't not pay taxes or something like that. You're still going to get handled, and it doesn't matter how important you are. We should all follow. There should be no, you know, private citizens and stuff like that. Just because you're so rich, you, you get treated differently, which we know, especially in the States, you do get treated differently if you have money, but that's besides the point. All right. Next up, we're going to go with a landslide of classic art is about to enter public domain. Actually, no. This is an atom I'm going to add into the article, actually. I'm not even going to cover this. This is just a branch off of that. Um, next up is voidlinux.eu. If you guys haven't been following this, the main uh, you know, senior contributor has... Uh, you know, the project leader, he has disappeared. Uh, he's been in and out of connection with this project for Void Linux um, for about a year now, and just recently he's been ineffective. He hasn't been, yet, they haven't been able to contact him or anything. So, anybody following this project, I'm going to put the article up, but it's a good read on how people should make sure there's not one sole, um, you know, provider for how to. Uh, you know, take care of a project in the internet or on the internet or through GitHub or GitLab or Bitbucket or wherever you're going. Um, where this guy has a lot of the stuff, you know, under lock and key, like uh, the you know IRC channel, the GitHub, uh, uh, the GitHub uh, repo and stuff like that. There is, uh, you know, lock and key. They tried reaching out to GitHub. They're not willing to give the. Uh, the rights over to the rest of the team because it's all under lock and key with the one guy that they can't get a hold of. So it's a good read. Uh, I'm not saying it's a good read. It sucks, you know, and I hope uh, they figure this out. And I hope the guy actually is nice enough to... I don't know how to even approach that because you never know the full story, right? Believe half of what you read, whatever. But, you know, I hope if it's all positive, the guy comes up and just relinquishes everything to the team so they can carry on a great project. Um, that's going to be in the show notes, so moving on, I, I found this article, and it's from selectedintelligence.com, uh, it's a blog post, uh, <laughs> by Moby Dick, <laughs> or The Whale, uh, Medium tries to prevent people from reading deleted articles, so apparently when you delete, if an author deletes an article from Medium, there's a way to, uh, snapshot it and get it back, especially for, like, fact-checking and stuff like that, well, I guess when you try to use this thing called the Wayback Time Machine, or the Wayback Machine, um, you get you get redirected right back to Medium.com, which, uh, for whatever reason, you can get around it. You know, there's ways to get the actual article up, but Medium tries to basically not allow you to read the article. Um, I don't know. The guys, will, you know, it's a quick snippet. Read it. Uh, see what you think about it. I. I, I don't just from what what's on the surface here if that is what's going on I don't I don't think that's cool you know if an author deletes their article uh, you know whatever's out on the web is out on the web guys now if you had misinformation or you read an article wrong and you just want to take it down that's one thing but if it's good it's good literature good you know if it's especially for programming if it helps somebody I don't know I don't know I don't know medium I'm, I'm on the fence about this one guys so Moving on, we are going to check out the Invisible Fire. This is by Discover Magazine. This is a little off tech, but uh, a doctor released an article about how a guy used what he thought was like paint there to get some paint off his coat. And what wound up happening is hydrofluoric acid. 
and the difference between hydrofluoric and like hydrochloric and stuff like that is this one's a, a weaker substance but it, it can be dangerous because it's it has a it's, it's a scientific article I, if you're into this type of stuff this is me being a nerd but um read the article basically they had to do uh injections of calcium to because that's how hydrofluoric acid works is it eats away at the calcium and it's it's a longer more painful hurt and if you read the article it's crazy how they saved this guy um but wear gloves people <laughs> wear gloves and be cautious about what you're using chemical wise because these things are crazy and what wound up happening is this stuff just got into his system right from his fingertips he just used a rag and some of the hydrofluoric acid without gloves and that little bit got through his fingertips and it, it, he was it was down for the count and his doctor was smart enough to call you know um chemical agencies and stuff and figure out you know how to handle this and they wind up injecting which is very dangerous uh right into his artery to you know make the calcium help you know subside the hydrofluoric acid so very cool article very um very good read very good read and this is from jeremy brown and it's going to be in the show notes guys um that's all i got for today to all you guys that uh have been following me on instagram lately and uh you know big upping my podcast and stuff subscribe no thanks very much and um you know i just i'm i'm in this to win it and i got that other podcast coming out soon plus we still got tech uncensored tech news is just documenting we don't even we're not even getting into the tech uncensored part yet so uh we're getting back on track here people i'm just trying to do consistent and i will see you guys tomorrow all right peace